Healing into Consciousness Radio reveals a mystic's viewpoint on personal growth and transformation. Albert, a seasoned broadcaster, and Mata, internationally acclaimed master healer, teacher, and multi-award-winning author, explore both the dark and light sides of our human nature. They candidly talk about things most people shy away from, discussing our struggles with anger, jealousy, sex, insecurity, self-loathing, and fear of death. They discuss the meaning of awakening and what we need to do to transform our shadow and find the light of our true being. Through her compassionate guidance, Mata answers questions regarding your personal challenges with specific suggestions on how you too can heal into consciousness. And now, here are your hosts, Albert and Mata. Welcome and greetings to you from Albert and Mata. You're listening to Healing into Consciousness Radio, where from a modern-day mystic's point of view, we discuss everyday challenges and the practical ways to transform them. My name is Albert, and I am joined by my co-host, the self-realized mystic, spiritual guide, and award-winning and best-selling author of In Search of the Miraculous, Healing into Consciousness, Eliza Mata Dalian. Mata, as you know, is an internationally acclaimed master healer, also the founder of the evolutionary Dalian method, which helps to remove the obstacles that cause fear, pain, and suffering, empowering each individual to live their life fully and fearlessly. Besides traveling internationally, offering private sessions, self-healing seminars, workshops, and retreats, Mata is currently in the process of publishing Healing into Consciousness with the Dalian Method, an evolutionary self-healing system for a new humanity, whose book and CD set will offer a master key to accelerate healing and transformation, and you can look for it in 2012. Today... Uh, a very special day. We are continuing with our eight-week series on the greatest Buddha of this century, Osho, the most rebellious and controversial mystic of all times, most known for his revolutionary contribution to the science of inner transformation. Osho's books and videos continue to inspire millions of people worldwide in their search to define a new approach to individual spirituality, one that is self-directed and responsive to the everyday challenges of contemporary life. He devised a unique approach to meditation known as active meditation that acknowledges the accelerated pace of modern-day living, and these meditations were instrumental in Mata's spiritual awakening as they have also helped millions around the globe. Today, we are very, very happy to have as our guests not only the founder of New Earth Records, but the composer of many of the Osho active meditations, including not only Nada Brahma and Nada Raj, but the mother of all active meditations, my favorite, the dynamic and its sister companion, the Kundalini active meditation. And we're very happy to have Deuter on the show today to discuss what it was like to uh, collaborate with Osho in creating this meditation music and other ways that Osho affected his life. Born in post-war Germany, Deuter taught himself the guitar, flute, harmonica, and just about every instrument he could get his hands on, though it wasn't until after a near-fatal car crash in his early 20s that he decided to pursue a career in music. His first release in 1970, entitled simply D, 
is widely acknowledged as a classic of its genre. In fact, it marked the beginning of Deuter's spiritual and musical journey, ostensibly paving the way for a new genre of music known as New Age, which combined acoustic and electronic elements with ethnic instrumentation and nature sounds. During the 70s and 80s, Deuter, after traveling extensively in Asia in search of spiritual and creative inspiration, settled for a long time in Pune, India, where he became a disciple of Osho. And with the aid of a multi-track tape machine, living in the ashram, he produced a series of music tapes to be used in the active meditations, consisting of several stages of 10 or 15 minutes each, which range between and often merge Indian classical motifs, fiery drums, loops, synthesizers, bells, musique concrete, and pastoral acoustic passages. These works, constructed to the master's instructions in consultation with a team of disciples testing the meditation methods, deserve recognition for their purely functional or objective origination, as well as their originality, power, and sometimes beauty, dare I say. In the early 1990s, Deuter relocated to Santa Fe, New Mexico, where he signed a deal with New Earth Records, an independent label founded by fellow sannyasin Buku Schober and Waduba Paradiso. Deuter continues to learn and master an ever-expanding array of instruments, including the drums, the shakuhachi flute, the koto, sitar, Tibetan singing bowls, santor bazuki, piano, and keyboard. He has recorded and released over 60 albums and claims to have sold more than he can count during the course of his long and varied career. Deuter, thank you for joining us today on the show. Hello, Deuter. Hello. I'm exhausted listening to my life. Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I knew you there. Great. Thank you. (laughs) Well, it's it's very exciting to have you here because, as Albert was saying, you're very instrumental in getting the Osho meditation music, and it's a, it's a kind of a music that has been, or the meditations, they're extremely famous around the globe and have been transforming millions of lives. And obviously, you being you know at the source of it, we're very interested. Very curious to know how you found Osho and how did you end up composing this music for the meditation? Well, uh, let me first say, I think the source for the music was definitely Osho. And I was at that time the lucky instrument to uh, put it into uh, the audible range so we can uh, listen to it. So do you mean like he was telling you what kind of music he wanted? How did it all start? Well, it all started that he wanted his own own music before he used some bands uh, in 72 when we started to do the when when I joined the club there uh, he was using some some Indian small bands with drums and uh, they made mainly a lot of noise and uh, mm-hmm. he had this idea he wanted his own own music which was just for this purpose and uh, he told me he had this idea he explained what the music should do how it should support the meditation what it should do how much energy should be there how long it was be and then i went to work 
Okay, and how long did it take you to compose? Did you have some different trials, and did he test the music? Yeah, I it? made something, and then I went to him, and he listened to it, and uh, then he told me what might have been, uh, uh, there might be an area to improve it, or it, it might this or that. He gave me basically the feedback, and I think he did this once or twice, that he listened to something, and then after that he told me, just what he wanted, but he never listened to it anymore. He said, it's okay, you just do do what comes to you. And of course, you've been doing the meditation yourself, so you knew exactly what kind of music needed to be composed. Right, yeah. I mean, I had to suffer from it myself. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, and how did you find, how did you come to uh, Osho? It's interesting, you said a club. <laughs> so how did you... How did you join the club? How did you find him? How did I find him? Well, that's a big question. That goes, uh, basically, I think it goes beyond my my understanding. How do you find people? How do you meet somebody you love? How how does it work? I have no, I have no idea. How do you meet somebody you love? How how does it work? I have no, I have no idea. Well, there's always an an, an incident, an occurrence that points you. Um, yeah, he was uh, he was mentioning before the the car accident I had when I was working for a newspaper in Germany, mm. and that was pretty severe. And uh, I realized the first time that this life ends one day. And while I was lying in the hospital, I started to reflect on what I have been doing so far, and that I actually didn't like what I was doing very much. It was exciting working for a newspaper, but it wasn't what my heart wanted me to do or my soul. And uh, I asked myself what I really would like to do, and there were two things came up. One was making music, which I had been doing my whole life since a child, and I always loved music. It was the shining light in this world for me, saving light. And the other thing was traveling, I like to see more of this world, so I quit my job and uh, started traveling to Asia and started to look also for some wise people who could tell me more about this life and what it's all about. We are in conversation with New Earth recording artist and the composer of Osho's Active Meditations, Deuter. And you, of course, are listening to Healing into Consciousness Radio with Albert and Mata. You can find Deuter's music, CDs, and such at newearthrecords.com and Osho's website is osho.com Mata's website is matadalian.com and also you can go to Facebook and like us on Healing Into Consciousness Radio to see these links. Uh, We'll be right back after this short break and thank you for listening to Healing Into Consciousness Radio. We're back with Healing into Consciousness Radio with Albert and Mata, and we're picking up on the conversation that we had last break in which, uh, Deuter, you were talking about the car crash that you had, uh, which really had a significant or was a significant turnaround in your life 
in the sense of uh, bringing you to some very existential uh, and poignant uh, questions about life and, and your direction and, and where you were going. And, and if you'd like to sort of elaborate on Yeah, what happened next was I gave up my well-paid job at the newspaper and uh, suddenly was there without a job and without anybody to tell me what to do. And I decided just to make music. I gave myself a year just to make music and see if anything would come out of it, since I always loved to make music. So I did that. I started to make music for a while and uh, learned a few things. And, uh, and then I traveled to Asia, made a long trip to Asia, to Afghanistan, Iran. At that time, you could easily travel. That was the, the beginning of the 70s. No, actually, 68 was the first time I went there. And uh, then I went to India, and I met a lot of interesting people. I spent some time with the Sufis in Iran and Turkey, and I met a lot of yogis in India. And I liked it all, but nothing really touched me. And then I saw a picture of Osho, and that uh, did something to me, the electric current went through my system, and I saw that picture. So then I went to to Bombay in India to see him. Right. At that time, he was in Bombay when he started uh, giving talks and the Westerners were arriving. That is right. He was speaking to thousands of people outside. And uh, so I saw him briefly there and then I went back to Germany and made my I had made my first CD before and it came out and uh, went back and made a second CD. At that time, we still had records, these big things with a nice cover. <laughs> uh, yeah, it looks like a long time ago. <laughs> so that's amazing. You know, it's also so apropos for the times as such a good role model because, you know, when things fall apart and you take the risk and you say, I'm going to follow what my heart says and quit your job and went into the unknown, that's something that truly brings you to find the gift that you're born to bring. And so wonderful that you followed that because otherwise your wonderful music, and, and I know so many people love your music, and it's so it touches, the music touches you. It doesn't just takes you into that space of meditation. And I'm not only talking about the Osho active meditation music that you composed, but everything else that came afterwards and even just on your own you're you're such a musician that you're well recognized you have 60 cds i believe right at the moment so you must have sold millions of records and i know that i know people love you they love your music and they use it for meditation so what a beautiful example to tell people just follow your calling and just jump into the unknown and trust and when you do that, existence works with you. It sort of you become the instrument that you can then start flowering personally and also benefit people all around you. That's right. And I think if I would have been a little bit more intelligent at that time, I wouldn't have need a car crash to follow my calling, to follow what I was uh, wanted to and was supposed to do, I guess. Uh-huh. If I would have been a little bit more awake at that time, I might have been able to start that path without a big bang in the beginning. Well, what a nice point you just made. Because 
it's so true. And when we don't get it, then existence gives us a big hit. And then when many people actually miss the opportunity when the hit comes, and they think it's a disaster and it's a misfortune, but if you look at the other side and say, okay, what is my life all about, which you did, then something else opens, like one door closes, another opens. And, you know, I, I relate to it so much, Doida, because I did the same thing in my journey. I left behind my training in education and architecture. And this is the time where, you know, I, I found OSHA and it was like, I need to find myself. This is the most important thing. And thankfully, I didn't have any accidents to wake me up. I was already, I was aware this is what I needed to do. And this is it. You jump into it. You don't know why you're doing it, like you were saying in the beginning, but you know you have to do it. You have to follow that calling that is coming from deep within yourself. Right. Right. And then you probably stand there without any money after a while, and you have to find exactly. new ways to survive. <laughs> exactly. And, and you know, ever, ever since I've I've done that in many different points in my life, and there was even time when Osho was, he was in Uruguay. It was like, you know, nobody could reach him. And, and I said, well, maybe I should do something with, I was in Montreal at the time, and I thought maybe I should go and study some psychology. I was studying on my own, but I thought maybe just get a degree, then at least I'll do something with it. I went to McGill University for two months, and after two months, I thought, this is ridiculous. This is not teaching me anything. And I quit. And that's the time when Osho went to India and I thought, this is where I'm going to go. And it was the first time that I was in India. You see, I met him first in Oregon in, in America. So you met him way before in the very beginning. And when I went to India in 86, it was the best thing I could have done, the best education I could have received that no, no institution, no university in the world can offer. Afterwards, after he left his body, almost felt like, I don't know how you experienced it, but for me it was like, okay, now what? It seemed like everything sort of went into, into oblivion in a sense that I thought I was going to be around him all my life, forever, and then that forever ended. And then it was like, okay, now what do I do with my life? And that's where then the, the other leap of trust and, you know, jumping into the unknown. So I'm curious, what happened for you? Because you were in his community for a long time as well. I was, yes. I was stayed the whole time in Pune from the beginning, basically from the beginning to the end. And I didn't leave once. And, and this was in the first, in the beginning, like the, the Pune, Pune, we call it Pune 1, Pune 2, it's in between when he was in America. So you mean like you were there the whole time? I was there the whole time from 70, when was it, 73, 74, until, uh, what was it, 18, no? Uh, 79 or 80. When. Yeah, 81 is when he left to America. 81, yeah. Yeah. And then what happened after, uh, were you, did you go to America? Did you come to India afterwards again when he returned? Oh, I stayed in, uh, I lived in southern France for two years. And I toured around in Europe. I gave concerts. Mm. And then I moved to the United States. Okay. I toured there for a while and I lived in California for a while and then I moved to Santa Fe. <clears throat> Well, sounds like you had a really rich life in a sense that, you know, doing so much in such a short 
period of time. And tell us a little bit about your creative process. What you know, what, what are you working on right now, and what inspires you to keep creating? Because you keep creating this new music comes out. I don't know how often do you put out. There's new CDs come out, a few CDs every year, I think. Well, that, there's no fixed plan. Like, I had a lot of health problems the last years, and I still have, so I didn't do any music for, uh, for one and a half year could not and now I started doing something again and we published one CD and I'm working on another one. What I'm working on right now is something different is the shakuhachi uh, that's the Japanese Zen flute which has been used by the Zen monks for, for meditation. In the old days they used to carry the flute with them and they also used it as a weapon. It's a, basically a strong stick of bamboo with a hole. It's not, not easy to play and um, that is an instrument which creates in a very powerful way a space of silence uh, when you play it and also when you listen to it. So we're trying to we're trying to make an album which is not so melodic or not so entertaining as, as others might be. It has a lot to do with silence, which is really aimed at help for, for meditation. And the title we have for that right now is Flowers of Silence. Beautiful. And I'm sure it's going to be very powerful because it's almost like that's, this is the time where music could be so powerfully taking us into that silence. And I always say thank God for musicians because if there were no musicians on this planet, this life on the planet would have been very, very different and probably quite miserable. There wouldn't have been so much joy and so much depth without music. And I'm totally looking forward to your new album. It sounds wonderful because I think just by listening to something like that, I can imagine it. It automatically takes you into meditation and just takes you out of the mind space. So it's very necessary, so powerful and so needed, this kind of music more in the world. What is an important point for me is uh, we live in a society in a time where the energy is always outgoing. That's the main focus for everything. Entertainment, uh, running fast, uh, achieving something. It's all outgoing energy. And there's uh, definitely in these times, there's no balance between uh, outgoing and stopping to go out or going inside, as we might also say. And uh, my aim with the music is, to, uh, is really to help uh, to create a space where it's easy to Stop this running and relax, and with that, go inside, find our own source, send yeah. love, and also gratefulness for this life we have here. Yeah, beautiful. And when is it expected the CD to be? Released? Oh, you have to ask the publisher. I don't know. Okay, either. well, we'll talk to Waduda. We're actually coming into another break and we'll talk to Waduda and she'll probably tell us more details about that. Thanks so much for joining us on this show. I'm sure there's so much more we can discuss and maybe we can talk again at some other time. Yes, you're welcome. Coming up next on Healing Into Consciousness Radio with Albert and Mata, we will talk to one of the founders of New Earth Records, Waduda Paradiso, who will join us as we explore the mystery of sound and silence and perhaps discover a little bit about more of the company that markets and distributes Osho's Active Meditations. Thanks for listening to Healing Into Consciousness Radio. We'll be right back after this short break. 
Okay, we are back on Healing Into Consciousness Radio. My name is Albert, and I'm joined with my co-host, the modern-day mystic, internationally acclaimed master healer and award-winning best-selling author, Eliza Mata Dalian. As you know, we are in the midst of our eight-part series, Osho, the most rebellious and controversial mystic of all times. And we are joined now with Waduda Paradiso, who, along with her partner, Bhikkhu Schober, founded the record label New Earth Records. The company was initially created under the spiritual auspices of Osho, but today focuses primarily on New Age music and world music. And Waduda, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for uh, helping us celebrate uh, the life and work of uh, Osho. Hi, hi, Albert. Hi, Mother. Thank you <laughs> for having me. I'm very honored to be part of your show. Wonderful and, to have you. Uh, yeah, and Mada, I remember you very well for a long time ago. And, yeah, in the 80s, in India. Yes. We were and, all fellow seekers then. Yeah. So. Yeah, so, so much ha- has happened, I'm sure, and, you know, so much unfolds moment to moment that is never, could never be predicted till it starts happening. And I guess at that time in the 80s, you would have never imagined you would be where you are today. And uh, same thing goes for myself. So maybe you could tell us, how did you start the company? Well, first of all, maybe a little bit, how how did you get to find Osho? How did you come to him? And and how things unfolded for you? And of course, your partner, Bhikkhu, you were both, you were both coming from different parts of Europe. And did you, I guess you met in India. Is that how everything started for you guys? Yes, actually, we met in Pune in the uh, beginning of 78, and uh-huh. we're still uh, together. <laughs> we, met, we, lived, we lived in Pune for many, many years, all the time. Osho was there, we were there. Wow. And uh, he has been uh, Osho's cameraman also for the last four years in, in uh, Pune. But how uh, I came to Pune, I had <laughs> magic like everybody else at the time. Somebody just uh, gave me a book, and... Uh, Three days later, I was in a party where I met an Indian guy who said, do you have a passport with you? And I said, why? And then I just give it to him. And he said, I work in the embassy. Come tomorrow morning and uh, you get your passport for India. And I said, wait a second. I'm not even know if I'm going to India. <laughs> so after like seven days after reading this book, I was on the plane to Pune. Uh-huh. And money came, passport came, everything came. And, uh, yeah, since then, I lived always in the same place, which is, you know, very well, Mother, it's a here now. Yeah. And out of this here now, everything is happening all the time. And uh, so we were in Pune 1, then we were in Pune 2, and in Pune 2, um, I remember we went two weeks for turn- turnaround, how we call it at the time, just uh, to go and come back with a new visa. And uh, suddenly we were meditating and there was still tape there. So when we came back, Biku uh, said to Anando, how come now, you know, this is a time of CDs and we're still with tapes. And Anando said, oh, great idea, Biku, why don't you do it? Why don't you put Osho's meditation on CD? Mm-hmm. But we didn't know that this was October 89. We didn't know that Osho will leave his body a few months later. And we were, we have been there for four years in a row. So I say to Biko, you know, why don't we ask him what he think about it? Because uh, after all, maybe it's just another trip, or maybe he likes that we do that. And until he's here, that's what my word. Let's ask him. 
And then uh, that's how it happened. Uh, like we went up and down in the Lao Tzu house where we was living, not meeting him directly, but talking with Anando. And he gave us the old vision how to do the company, and he also gave the idea to have Ari Prasachoresia, and how to, he wanted to have his uh, face on the CDs and all the stuff. And, um, and two months later, what was October, November, December, in January, he left his body. And for me, when he, he gave us, uh, actually, he tell us, give us some ideas which name you like. And he didn't choose any of this. He gave us the name Tao Music. And uh, when he gave us a name, I said to Biko, oh my God, this is like, a, I feel like an inheritance. We got an inheritance. Because for me, the Tao, it's like a gift, you know, mm-hmm. like the way. It's no, no structure, no rules, uh, no technique. Uh, I mean, you know, the way of Oh, that's Tao. right. That's right. You started with Tao music. Later. Yeah. And for me, it was not just Tao music, you know, it was from him itself giving us the Tao. Means, you know, go with the moment, bouve, mm-hmm. do without doing, uh, go with the flow and be here this moment, which mm-hmm. is what we are completely every day, every moment. And, so, yeah. and we didn't know. So a few months later, he left his body and Pico immediately was the first time that he just the day after he left. He left and he started his whole story. And it was the first time that I stayed and he left. And I was doing hypnosis training at the time. And then, I mean, and then it's amazing because now it's like 22 years later and we had in between uh, all kind of things. We had uh, Amelis International, we went there when Sting was there and um, Bruce Springsteen because in 88, actually before New York Records started, Bruce Springsteen and Steve and uh, Sting and Tracy Chapman and uh, Peter Gabriel were with uh, Amnesty International in Delhi, and uh, Piku saw this advertisement, this article, and uh, he gave it to me, and I sent it to Osho, and Osho said, why don't you go and invite him here? And I said, what? And he said, yeah, invite uh, invite the musicians here. And so, but that's another long story. But anyway, what I want to say, we, Piku and I, we were always connected with music. I mean, Piku is from the 60 time music, I'm from the 70s, but music has always been our our way now and of course you have many um, sannyasins that were playing with oh Asha yeah 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 it's actually yeah it's become really like a sangha because basically mm-hmm. your record is providing life uh, livelihood to us and is providing livelihood to lots of uh, sannyasi we have maybe 30 sannyasi or more that we have done music with and we still continue. So it's kind of, I see it really like, uh, in a way, I don't see like my company. I see like Osho's company, and uh, we are the CEO, and uh, and many people are, you know, they're getting uh, life out of this, you know. So how many uh, meditation or Osho active meditation CDs you've sold since you started this company? Yes, Piku is good for these uh, numbers. I'm not good with numbers, but uh, lots of them. I think mm-hmm. maybe, I don't know, maybe uh, more than half a million for sure. Mm-hmm. But that's the one reason I wanted to have him here because I don't remember. I, I'm not good with numbers, but we have been the first people to do Osho things, and we still have the very first CD where we put his face on top of the CD, and it's very, very. For me, I remember those. Yeah. yeah, I remember those. And so, when did you change the name then to New York Records? 
How did yeah, that happen? Yeah, that was a strange story because uh, Pico and I, when we were this four years, the last four years in Pune, is because we had some hotel in Amsterdam, so we had money at the time and we we could stay in, in India. And then, and then because we had money when we started the company, we could uh, be good because the first two years nobody bought anything just because his face was everywhere. So we started to send it to distributors, this and that. They saw his face, and they didn't even open the CDs. They just sent everything back. And so then Pico had this idea. He says, maybe we should uh, make some separation between uh, you know, Osho and the other music or something. But then something funny happened. We were in Germany, and somebody sent us a letter and says, you know, I have the name Tau, Tau something since uh, five years before you, and I want you to drop this name, and I want you to, otherwise we go to court, to court case or something. And then I freak out because I say, no, 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 this is Osho, give us his name, I want to have it. And people say, no, this is really not Taoistic attitude to want to hold <laughs> to a name. <laughs> and uh, because he's really the man of Tao, I must say. I'm kind of... Um, <laughs> And so then I uh, was very, very funny because uh, I took one of Osho book, and you know very well that when you take one Osho book, when you really want to ask... You get the message, yeah. You get immediately. But the funny uh-huh. thing, that the message started with the word Tao. So that was really like, you know, was not like go with the flow, accept what it was <laughs> like. The Tao that can be uttered is not the true Tao. I still chill in my body when I repeat this story because it was like, whoa, you know, like, mm-hmm. my God, more clear than this. So Pico was mm-hmm. laughing and said, so now you got a message. Mm-hmm. And so then we were meditating in Pune. We were in Samadhi, and Pico got this name, New Art Records, while he was meditating in Samadhi. So, and then, uh, but for us, it's like the name is New Art Records outside, and it's in a way more mainstream. But the, the core is always Tao music. I mean, completely Tao, you know, like the phone call coming from Paul McCartney office uh, suddenly here, and uh, Pico and I, we never answered the phone, but that moment he answered the phone, and all kind of, uh, you know, like now we did a CD last, uh, what, eight months ago with Tina Turner, like so many things are happening to us. But we are not even, uh, you know, if people say, how did you, how does it happen that you got uh, to do the CD with Tina Turner? You know, how did you do that? We never really do anything, actually. <laughs> well, he, when you're available, available things happen as they yeah. need to happen. Exactly. Yeah, and it's just being open and available. And, and, you know, the thing is that many people don't really understand that life is a moment-to-moment unfolding. You can never plan you can plan to a degree that, okay, I want, you know, I have a vision, I want to do this, that, but you can never know how it's going to unfold. There's, every moment it changes. And that's basically the Tao. You have to flow with it. Exactly. You say it very nicely. I guess we're coming up to time here, uh, Madame. So just let me say that uh, we are in conversation with one of the co-founders of New Earth Records, Waduda Paradiso. Um, I hope my pronunciation is right, Waduda. Perfect. Okay, good. You know, uh, Paradiso is a paradise. In paradise, country. yeah. I also love your, your phrase, Io somo amore grande. I am big love. <laughs> I was reading your bio. Anyways, if you would like to check out the New Earth Records extensive catalog, you can do so by going to newearthrecords.com. Mata's website is matadalian.com. 
And we would love for you to join us on Facebook where you can let us know what you think or feel about our Osho series. Just go to facebook.com slash forward healing into consciousness radio. We'll be right back after this short break. back with Healing Into Consciousness Radio with Albert and Mata, and we are in conversation with Waduda Paradiso, co-founder of New Earth Records. Waduda, perhaps we could talk about the New Earth catalog and the niche you guys have for music that in essence is intended to accompany various alternative healing practices other than meditation, Reiki, massage, and yoga. But first, let's get back to Osho. And I remember when we talked to Mitan, he said that after meeting Osho, it was the end of the rainbow in the sense that his search was over. He didn't have to look anymore. And I just wanted to come back to what really attracted you. What was the message that Osho was saying in the book that you were reading that really said, hey, I've got to drop, I've got to redirect my life for this and uh, I'm going to India. What, what was that? That was very interesting, the way you commented on that the last break. Actually... If you really want to know what happened while I was reading this book, I was lying down in the bed and I had one of these, you know, these round paper lamps. And, and suddenly the whole room was like full of light and this lamp was moving. It was an energy thing. It was actually not, I just, I had goose pimple all over my body and every, every word I was reading was just resonating with my being. And this is, everybody has this experience at the time and even now. You know, if you resonate with Osho, just it's like a, a big light bulb opening up, and, and you just don't know what's happening, and it's just happening. Yeah, he talked to your being, to the core. Yeah, Yeah. at that time also, you remember, we all didn't have any money yeah. or anything, and suddenly I have this uh, guy, my first boyfriend, give me the flowers. I opened the flower, and there was $1,500 inside, and the, the guy take my passport, and I'm in India. I was like... I was following the path in front of me, and and actually at the time we had like Majid and Azima, and like we had like hundred of friends that we knew each other. We all end up there in the in the, in the few months before somebody, few months later, somebody else. But we were a big chunk of friends. So like so like Osho said, right? Many were called, and so it's it's almost like you didn't you weren't even looking and exactly. and. When, when you're ready, the master appears, but at the same time, you don't you don't even look for something, but suddenly it's in your lap. And the same thing happened with me too, actually, almost like you're you're telling my story when you're telling your story. It's really interesting. So what what I wanted to actually also um, you're kind mention, of not only cold, you're caught. <laughs> I was caught, put in the airplane, give the money, give the ticket, give the passport. Yeah. It's almost like you, you know that you have found it. There's nothing more that you need to find. It just resonates with your being. Exactly. Yeah, you don't need to seek. You don't also, need to we look anywhere. Also, we were very, very lucky because we end up, and now that I remember, it makes sense, everything, because 
before the story that he gave us a name, we have been uh, these four years all the time in Pune, but then we were also before we went to Kathmandu. And in Kathmandu, Piku ended up being a cameraman there because I had a video camera and I bought this video camera and Piku said, why you buy video camera? I said, I have no idea, but I want to have it. And he said, you're going to lose it in, in uh, Kathmandu and you don't need it. And so when we were there, they needed a video camera. I suddenly became a cameraman and we were sitting in his bedroom and uh, the day after we ended up having a, a room next to him for one month. And after that, because we had a cheap ticket, we ended up in Greece, and there they were again in Greece, and they invited us to be in Greece. And it's like all like this, you know. Everything was happening magically all the time. I remember your footage from Greece. <laughs> yeah, like on the motorbike, right? Yeah. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that footage. Really interesting. And also, you're putting out a lot of Osho talks right now on CDs. Yeah, for us, New York Record, although we have a lot of music and musicians, but our main energy and strength is always Osho. And we, we do new, like now we did some meditation series with Turiya and with Anando, and then where they do guided meditation. And actually, I do hypnosis since 25 years, and I didn't put any of my meditation in <laughs> And then, uh, of course, also we did uh, Tao the Three Treasure, which I love, all the four uh, books together. And it's very fantastic, by the way. I mean, it's really a treasure. And I'm listening for years, every day, the Tao. Then we did uh, Art Sutra, then we did uh, Hadith, and, um, and now we are thinking to do the, the, secret, the Book of Secret. Wonderful. Are you saying, Waduta, that this is on tape? No, this is, they are all uh, MP3. Right. Okay. Yeah. MP3 that, that are put on uh, CDs, I think, Yeah, right? you can put it on CD or MP3 or, or, MP3. or the iPhone, uh, I, I everything. But uh, yeah. it is, and, and uh, yeah, also we have uh, some of the stuff that are downloadable. And, uh, but for me, it's really like uh, what I really love of uh, uh, this story of uh, this company is like, like sometimes also in the beginning we had most sannyasi working with us. Now we have uh, only one official beside us, one other sannyasi working with us. But the other people, like we have one person who is now helping Pico with editing the movie. And since he's doing editing the movie, is um, one day uh, I think he became sannyasi actually. <laughs> it's strange because these days it's difficult how to, you know, how do you become a sannyasi? But he did. Yeah, once you're on the path and you appreciate, you feel grateful for the light that comes and shines inside you because somebody's uh, words exactly. resonate, then then it's just out of mere gratitude is where the word sannyasin, it's an Indian, Indian to the term for a seeker. And uh, of course, then you, you know that there's nothing else really because life is temporary is going to end and if I don't find myself, if I don't find who I truly am, I'm wasting my time. So then you can't go back anymore. <laughs> exactly. And like Albert said before, what was the thing that Osho says that uh, touches you? There is only one thing really I can say that we, sometimes everybody use Osho's uh, quote or whatever. I use this quote, somebody use another quote, but one I really like is I say all that can be said, and I contradict all that I said, because words are not my message. 
Mm-hmm. And this is from a guy who wrote, who didn't write, but talked 650 books. We are, yeah. which are translated in I don't know how many languages. Yeah. But that's the truth. I mean, Osho is somebody that when you were coming close to him, you just, you know, was such a strong energy that, like in the energy, Daushama was falling down many times, you know. Like I couldn't even... So for me, actually, when I went in 87 and I was invited for interviewing him in his bedroom in the night, I was so, like, amazed. And when I opened these doors and I entered, there was like a spaceship. The energy was so strong. And I was mm-hmm. so amazed that I could walk and I could sit and I could talk. And for me, it was like, wow, you know, mm-hmm. I came a long way. I can actually stay in this energy and actually talk and actually sit and actually... Yeah, to be able to contain that. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know what I mean. It's difficult to explain to... You know, yeah, yeah. I, I always say it's a bit like the story of the magic flute player who took all the kids and the mountain open and all the kids go inside the mountain and the mountain close and whatever happened in the mountain, only people who are in there really know. Well, on that note, I think we have to wrap things up and conclude yeah. this interview. Pretty and much. Grazie tanto. Grazie a voi, it's been a pleasure, and uh, yeah, I'm looking now at my beautiful uh, trees outside, and uh, I say I'm uh, very happy right here, right now, and thank you so much for inviting me for the interview. Yeah, thank you for helping us celebrate the life and work of Osho, and um, thank you so much for being a part of, of this Osho series, the most rebellious and controversial mystic of all times. We are very honored. And thank yeah. you, and uh, if you come to Santa Fe, just give us a call. Indeed. Okay, ciao, ciao. we'll do. Yeah, Bye-bye. ciao. Bye-bye. Ciao. Ciao. Our thanks again to Waduda Paradiso from New Earth Records, as well as international New Age recording artist Deuter, who shared their thoughts and experiences on Osho this hour, the most rebellious and controversial mystic of all times. If you want to check out Deuter on the web, please visit his MySpace account, or you can check out Facebook at Deuter Music. New Earth Records are found at newearthrecords.com, and of course, if you want to find out more on Osho, go to osho.com. Mata's website is matadalian.com. Thanks so much to Dr. Pat and the Transformation Talk Radio Network. It's been a great six months, and we will continue with our Osho series by discussing some of his current best-selling books. And for that, we direct you to our iTunes account. If you'd like more information on how to get there, just visit us on Facebook, slash forward, Healing Into Consciousness Radio. My name is Albert. On behalf of the modern-day mystic Eliza Mata Dalian, Here's some more music from Deuter to take you home. And thank you for listening to Healing Into Consciousness Radio.
You've been listening to Healing into Consciousness Radio with Albert and Mata. Tune in each Monday at noon Pacific time to continue to explore both the dark and light sides of our human nature. For more information about the Dalian Method or to get your copy of Mata's award-winning book, In Search of the Miraculous, Healing into Consciousness, or the No Yes Active Meditation CD, visit www.dalianmethod.com. That's www.dalianmethod.com.